Listener discretion is advised. Previously on Fantastic Forum. You triggered me, Mo. You triggered me. I'm like, get the comments out the way. Wait a minute. No. You've been holding that in since the last show, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. Not, not since the last show, but at least like a week and a half where I was just like, oh, man. That's the last it. show. If I don't go to the comic book store, I might lose my mind. I play this joint by ear and I get busy again. Guess what's going to happen? I, I will be, won't be will be there for another month. And, and then I just mess around and go postal. And they'll be like, what happened? He's so nice. I don't understand. Yeah. He used to laugh all the time. And now he killed 16 people. He's like, nah. The second story is actually a little more brilliant. It's the origin of Count Chocula. No, it's not. It is. The Marquis de Coco. It's like this weird gothic vampire story that feels like Edgar Allan Poe wrote it about Count Chocula. Tune in to Fantastic Forum Live, Wednesday nights, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific, on allgames.com. The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Its pulsating sounds penetrate deep into your ear canal to stimulate your cochlea in ways no other show can. This is your final warning. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Pretty cool, I got the keys ready to come in and you know, the music. Tony. What's his name, Tony? <laughs> Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play a little bit instead. Aquaman's a hero! Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble. Thank you for joining us once again on this weekly little powwow of comic goodness, pop culture, something that starts with P that's delicious for your ears. But we're here once again, as you heard in the, in the previously on recap uh, before we came on, Larry went postal. He got too busy to go to the shop again. And too busy to do the show, so... R.I.P. Larry. Yeah, I don't know if he'll get the chair or something, but... He's not here. But I am. I'm your host today, Moses Magnum. Holding it down, 
And that disembodied voice you heard was Oz, all the way from, I think it's now a blue state of Illinois. Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, we're holding it down today. We're going to bring you a nice recollection of the stuff we read or I read. I was the only one with a little free time this week. But yeah, I'm going to give you a review of Outer Darkness number one, the new sci-fi horror book from Image. I believe came out today. And Terrific's Annual number one from DC. Oh, is that book still? I thought that would have been canceled by now. Yeah, no, it's actually on issue nine. Actually not canceled. I thought it was like a limited series. Yeah, it might have gotten extended, you know. Um, I don't the, the annual isn't written by Jeff Lemire, which made me um a little, you know, hesitant to read it, but you know what? I got to give it a shot cuz I actually like the team and it seems like those stories with that team is primed that like anybody who's ever liked any sci-fi adventure can can actually like do something halfway decent with it. It's it's you know, it's like the Fantastic Four. Like anybody can do something with the Fantastic Four, I think, you know? You can't do bad Fantastic Four. Okay, that's good. Because when we get to that, I got questions. I've seen like I'm not reading the book, but I've yeah. seen a few issues in the in the shop and um yeah, I got questions. Okay. Well, I can only uh answer <laughs> from issue one and the annual. <laughs> oh well then Never you mind. can still ask your questions. Nah, no, nah, I'll make up an answer, you. and then we'll. Here's what we'll do: I'll make up an answer, and then we'll read them all by next week, and then say see if I was right or wrong. I miss Larry already. Yeah, well, that's what happens. And guess what? Larry doesn't miss you. Larry, what do you have to say about it? No, oh, nothing, because he's not here, asshole. Fuck you, Larry. <laughs> Like you, you like how I had the volume down and nobody heard anything, but I improvised that. <laughs> yeah. Because I know you were thinking that's exactly what happened. No. Well, I didn't. Well, I give the audience more credit. Yeah. They knew. They knew. I've screwed up before. Um, as always, uh, did I step on what you were going to say? I'm sorry. Um. Not, not really. What is... Oh, this is weird without Larry. What what are we doing? Yeah, here? call in stuff. Uh, yeah, I was gonna give him the the chance to learn about the ways to to interact with us. Oh well, we have an intern for that. Yeah. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. That's not even recording. She like stands by a mic and then I have to point to her and she just does that and then she goes back to her office. It's like a little karaoke machine, right? That's playing that beat on a loop and then she just turns the volume up. Yeah, I have it set up so as soon as she turns on the mic, it, it plays all that and she's just got to time it perfect. Yeah. Um, speaking about chat, there's a little stuff going on here. Shadow Next in the chat says, has anyone heard anything about Redmond's surgery? Maybe it's too soon, but it was this afternoon. 
Uh, I haven't. I know he had knee surgery like last year because he. Yeah, no, he actually he's had in his eighties and he. To, oh. Yeah. See now, now you stepped on my joke. Oh, sorry. <laughs> now shit got serious. I can't even finish that. No, we'll finish it. No, get well soon. Yeah, but no, finish it. Let's do a rewind. You have a rewind sound effect, right? No. <sighs> when have you ever asked me for a rewind sound effect? I thought it like two weeks ago, so you should have read my thought about it. I was too busy reading your thoughts about the other thing that we ended up doing. Watching Sabrina? Sure. sure. Um, yeah, he actually, yeah, hopefully it all goes well. He's probably still um, just coming out of anesthesia now because I think it's only been about three hours. But I don't know how long the actual procedure is going to take, so... Well, we're laughing about dick jokes, fart jokes, gay joker, and whatever else is in the news. Like, say a prayer for Redmond. Yeah, and the good news is it's not like a, a stroke where you, just because you come out of it doesn't mean you're going to yeah. really come out of it. A heart attack, I mean, well, there, there's damage. He's going to have to be careful, but he's still going to be like, hey, that's the same Redmond I remember. Yeah, from the looks of it, it's just a blockage he has, and they're just going to clear it out. It's just the surgery part's scary, you know. So I, I wish, I wish we would have pulled clips of his time on the air. But yeah, we'll do that another time. Do we we'll do have? that when we report his triumphant recovery. Do do we have clips of him? Uh, like not on our show. No, on the all game server cloud. There's the sound effects stuff, like the stuff he used to say, his like Jerry the King Lawler impression and JR impressions. Oh, okay. So they're already yeah. pre cut clips. It's not, yeah, like there's more work piling up on my desk. Oh, no, no. I mean, there could be if we go through the old IG, AGI uh, archives. I look, I'm, but, not, I'm not gonna do that. That's know. what you have the intern for. She's not that good. She doesn't know who Redmond is. Then there's that. Yeah. All right. That's the business. Oh, we got a little bit more business. You know, as always, this show's uh, shamely brought to you by the good people at Jeffrey's Comics, LA and South Bay's premier comic book store. They sell a lot of pop dolls. Their Instagram feed is full of pop dolls, which I love because I love pop dolls. I almost bought the Thor Ragnarok Hulk one. At Target the other day, but I decided to wait till I get to Jeffrey's. That thing's like eighteen inches. Really, you're you're on the pop now. Oh, I've been for a while. I just don't buy every one. I just buy the ones I like. Yeah, they. they I can't stand those damn things. They were cute when they first came out. I was like, oh, that that's cute. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Didn't buy any, but and yeah. now they're just everywhere I go. I can't walk into a store and not have a shelf of pops. Yeah, but look, I found the one I was looking for that I really wanted that I remember watching the TV show and being like, man, I wish that was a pop doll. I found it at the 99 cent store for $1.99. What's the TV show? It was The Strain, and it was uh, the old man pop doll. Oh, did he have his cane and everything? Yeah. Oh, nice. I would yeah. I would get a pop doll of a pop doll. Do they they have had that? that. Damn it. Yeah. Well, it's then... just it's just blank. 
you That's can make it whatever you want. And then you know what they had? It, you know, I didn't get to talk about this at, at LA Comic Con when last week, but I did. Uh, I did. I do have it on video of the footage I took that I haven't edited yet. Um, LA Comic Con had the Hot Topic booth that had a Hot Topic ex- booth exclusive pop doll, and it was called Hot Topic Girl, and it was just a pop doll of a generic girl that shops at a Hot Topic. So she had like, you know, those black like gasket like rubber bracelets, like fishnets that were like sworn strategically, and you know, a blue streak in her hair, mm-hmm. a schoolgirl skirt, seems, and uh, seems racist. It, it bring me the horizon T-shirt. I that was nice. I don't like this just me and you thing because my yeah, it's a little my beard's little getting weird. low. But I feel like if I walk over there to get another one, like yeah, you might say something that I might need to respond to. That and also like I need to know that you're going there. That's why I only brought one drink today. Plus, I need to I need to stop interrupting you because we yeah, we started talking about Jeffries and you haven't even gotten out the number. Well, all this to say that you'll find all that good stuff at Jeffrey's, as well as get or your our weekly deal of buy three uh, trade paperbacks. You get the fourth one free with free shipping. All you got to do is call them up at three one zero five three eight three one nine eight. You told me do you, you hated it. To... Yeah, I have it, but you told me you hated it. No, go ahead, play it. I like it this day. I like it this week. It gives me time to take a swig of my my whiskey. 310-538-3198. I think you just like hearing your own voice. You know what? I do. <laughs> you know how people had that like uh, is that what I really sound like? I've never had that in my entire life. Oh no, I I have that all the time. I have that every time I listen to this show. Yeah, no, I, I don't have that. I, I enjoy it. It doesn't sound like it sounds to me right now, and I it's playing back into my headset. So it should sound like that. And in, in fact, um I I I yelled that intern uh the other day because I was listening to last week's show to cut out some clips and I th- I wow, I was not good last week. <laughs> And like I had this uh, this talk with with Larry. I don't know if you were on the phone yet, where I was telling him those five six weeks that I wasn't able to broadcast is because I was working the night shift at work, right? And so I had just started working the day shift again and readjusting to sleeping at night yeah. and being up all day. So I wasn't a hundred percent there. Um, I know people are thinking, well, maybe it's the alcohol. No, I I had half the alcohol I normally have. So that and that's how I know that that's what was happening. And so I was listening to it. I'm like, uh, th- is this is this on a loop? Did she start editing it? And I'm just hearing because not only was I repeating <laughs> myself, but I was saying the exact same thing in the exact same order with damn near the exact same words. <laughs> so the the best part of last week's shows are when I had to do something else. Because it was also the first time back, so I had a lot of a lot of shit I had to check and and keep track yeah. of and and look at over here and over there, and those were the best times because you two just went off 
And uh, I had already said what I was going to say. And as soon as you guys ask me a question, I say it again. Well, you know, if you if it helps, because it is just two of us, we could have a brief musical break. I don't have any songs up. Mm. Well, if you need one, cue one up. But I think I think we'll be all right. Um, you know, we mentioned Illinois going blue this week uh, and your weird adjustment to schedule. And here in California, we got rid of daylight savings time, which I voted for that as a goof because I didn't think it was going to happen. But people, I guess, really responded to that. So next year, we won't have the the adjustment anymore. Oh, so you're never going to move your clock forward anymore. No, none of Yeah, it's going to stay like this, which is going to be weird because now it's like it starts. The sun starts setting like around four or five. And it's like I just when it starts getting dark outside, I just feel like I've been at work forever. And those last two hours just drag. So, you know, it'll be like that half the year. I guess. Holy crap. You guys are going to have to remind me when the show starts, when that yeah. happens, because we're going to be on different times. Well, I'm, a, I'm weirded out, too, because, um, you know, phones change automatically, but ours might not. Wait, are we going to be, am I going to be three hours ahead of you for six no, months? No, I think at one point you're going to be like, oh, for six months, yeah. Because right now, right now I'm two, but then yeah. I'm going to move my clock forward. You're not. Yeah. Holy crap, I'm going to be up late those weeks. Yeah, it's going to be weird. Hopefully that let us spring forward and then stay like that. That I would like that. I don't know, man. Right now you're on standard time. Yeah. Right now daily daylight saving time ended. So yeah, the, yeah. you might be on now that this is your time. This is yeah. This is your life now. It's going to be weird. It's like living in Alaska. But, yeah. A lot of a lot of things happen in the election. And, and for that, go listen to the election podcast right here on allgames.com. But we're going to talk about a little bit of, of Sabrina. I know Oz had a lot of strong opinions last week. and Yeah, you heard him like four or five times over. Yeah, and then on top of that, for me, I was like, I felt like he ruined it for me, not in a spoiler type of way, but I felt like you um, you revealed something to me that I would like, if I hadn't known ahead of time and watched it, I, uh, I would have been really angry, you know? And then, you know, I said on the air that I wasn't going to watch it, but who am I kidding? I want to watch it. So I ended up watching it and... I already knew what you told me that the the dark baptism doesn't happen the way it does in the comics, and then from then on, it's it's just not like the comics at all. And you know, I had the similar experience with the Walking Dead TV show, so I was already that was my initial disappointment of that nature. And now in this this new series. For Sabrina, I, I was kind of okay with it. it. It it still felt like the comic. And then the comic actually does a thing where uh, she peeks into other universes as memories of herself, but not memories. You know what I mean? Like, 
What like deja vu's ish like feeling? Uh, I don't even know how to say it. Uh, like there's another her in another dimension that did something doing, else. Yeah, doing something else. So like, like, like for example, alternate timelines or like straight up uh, multiverse. Uh, straight up multiverse. Because what happens is in the Archie, the Archie horror, uh, there's shit that happens in Archie involving Sabrina. Like, she's actually involved in the zombie apocalypse. She's the cause of it. Her and Jughead. And um, in, I believe, issue eight of the series, which is the near... the I actually read that issue again uh, while watching the series because... Um, I wanted to check if there was new ones out. So I got eight again, thinking it was a new one out. They haven't put out a comic in like six months. They did one through seven. No, one through six. And then stopped for like a year. And then brought seven and eight and then stopped again. And uh, yeah, I don't know what's happening with that series. Like we might not be getting any more of it. But um, in issue eight, reading it again, I'm like, oh, I read this again. But, you know, I read it again without alcohol so a little more clearly and then there's a scene where she she's kissing harvey and jughead says like get a room people come here for the burgers not watch you guys make out and then she gets this like weird flashy thing about jughead about what she does in the afterlife with archie which is not connected directly to this version of sabrina you know like in in the art afterlife with archie she she kicks off the zombie apocalypse for Jughead, and then she gets sentenced to the Nether Realm, and she uh, basically becomes a bride for Cthulhu, and becomes a goddess. That only happens in one issue, all in one issue, and and you know that's not what happens in the Chilling Adventure Sabrina comic. So, and then when she sees him, she gets that like zap of that vision of her in the alternate universe. And uh, I thought that was a cool touch. And, you know, maybe in the comics she'll get a, a zap of this universe. I don't think this, this TV would do it for the comics, but it'd be cool if they did, but I, I'm not, you know. So. So now that you're on episode eight, now what do you think? Especially after the, the dark baptism. Yeah, she's uh, she went the gray Jedi route. So it's something I like where it's like you, you have it's something I, I've dealt with in, you know, coming up in a, you know, Christian family and then telling me to avoid the devil, but then liking metal and telling me, you know, the devil's cool. And then it's like it's somewhere in between like these two bunch of douchebags are like fighting for my soul. And I just I just don't want any of it, you know, like. So I identified with her on that level because the way you explained it to me before was how she just goes opposite of um, the church and she kind of doesn't. She she still like says, okay, you know, the Dark Lord wants this and, and I, I get it. I just still want my freedom. Like the way you're saying it is not, there's a lot of dogma in it and she's just not really into that. But, you know, the way they kept doing, she was baptized as well in the Catholic Church. And then she was 
pre she was already <laughs> signed into the church of the devil so it's like she's both and you know the exorcism episode like she uses both to her advantage and really makes her a more powerful witch all around and i, I really enjoyed that a lot so there's that the apophis worm i didn't feel was a good uh special effect <laughs> but <laughs> the gigantic dildo yeah it is it looked weird it's a cool episode though the exercise it's a cool episode just that one effect all the other effects were good but just that one effect looked terrible i i also like that they didn't just cop out and automatically oh well we're really powerful witches we can do an exorcism they actually like there's a while where they where people were telling her well no that's that's a catholic thing you can't yeah. you're a witch you can't like I thought they would go with, well, you know, we we serve the Dark Lord. The Dark Lord, you know, reigns over the demons. He gives us power to remove demons. But right. no, they like they're breaking rules and shit to, yeah. to accomplish this. Yeah, it, it's very. Um, I I don't want to call it political, but yeah, it's kind of like politics and religion and all these like. You there's even corruption in <laughs> the Church of Satan. Yeah. Like, so it's, I, I really like those aspects. It's because it's really just, just dogma and ritual and, and tradition. And it's, it's just like all, they made the, the, the fearful, scary, like Satan religion. They just made it just uh, like the Catholic church or like any other church, really. Yeah. I, I think it's supposed to be like, they wrote it as Christianity and then just swapped yeah. it over to make it yeah. so that they don't get protested. Cause it's, See, it's I don't even think it's a protest thing. I think it's more of like uh an identifiable thing. You know, like you can identify with somebody like you know, I watch Marilyn Manson and Kiss, all these people, King Diamond, all these people they claim to be in the Church of Satan and it's like they're just this debaucherous like people and and you have that like i'm like i could never even if i became in league with satan like i don't think i would live like that a hundred percent like i don't they're not good representatives of the church of satan in a sense and uh this kind of is like i can identify with that i can identify with sabrina being in that religion more than i can identify with marilyn manson being in that religion you know what i mean yeah but I do understand, like where you coming from, where it's like, yeah, to avoid all the, all the, uh, protests. But they they do refer to, you know, the Christian God as the false God, and I get real giddy every time they do that. Like I don't, yeah, I just right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do, but it's a, uh, you know, what what are religious people going to protest? Well, due to Satanists, why why wouldn't he call? God, the false god. Like I did see some protesting tweets about it. Well, you, like, no matter what, everybody's... I've seen people protest puppies. It's No. It, well, on Twitter. That's why, I, that's why I'm not yeah. on Twitter anymore. It's like, yeah, that's true. Twitter, it, it's where Twitter people go to hate link. on anything. It, it doesn't Twitter even matter might what. as well be like the dark web now. Yeah, it's the public dark web. Yeah. Um. Did you get to... The episode where Prudence is is uh, honored as the queen. Yeah, 
yeah. yeah. See that yeah. one, that one especially, because that that one is her explaining to Sabrina how devoted she is to this religion, while Sabrina is trying to tell her. But what they want you to do is fucked up. You yeah. shouldn't do that. Yeah. So that that whole episode and it's Catholicism. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, but it's palatable because it revolves around cannibalism and suicide. Yeah. Like, you know, you, there's, I personally, if I knew somebody was going to kill themselves, would, you know, try to talk them out of it. So it makes it more, you know. I remember watching as a kid the, the Easter week in the Philippines on the news or on a documentary. And it's like people actually get really like, crucified and die and i remember asking my mom like so he goes through all that pain and then he's got to like come back down and like does he do it the next year and she's like oh no he dies i'm like what the fuck i don't think they always die i think a couple well, of no, died out, out of like, accident but eventually they bleed to death or something but they leave him up there for like three days Let's see bleeding out like is I mm, I don't know. That might be that might be awful though, because Jesus wasn't up there for three days. Dude was yeah, but, day, there a day. Well, you know, I don't think they're going all the way and try to resurrect themselves either. So that's why they probably leave them up there three hey, days. You don't know. You ain't never been to the Philippines. Yeah, you that's get true. Down with some but weird yeah, shit it's over still there. weird. Like even if they even just them taking the lashings and everything, and people actually like cosplay like the people spitting and throwing shit on them too like you know you it's no nah, i don't want to throw shit at anybody mm-hmm. look i i think that's weird yeah you know, I, I remember seeing that yeah on on the news when uh when i was a little kid i'm like well I, that that's kind of weird that's fucked up i just go to church and uh and you know just pray there Fuck yeah. do I, what the fuck do I need to be on a cross for? Like, he did it, so I don't have to. That's the point. Like, yeah, that's that's a big point that the, the, a lot of people don't get. Like, even people that try not to sin, it's like, he died for your sins in the past, which means he knows every sin you're going to do. So just keep sinning till like, you're about to die. Well, I th- well, yeah, as long as you get forgiven. That's what Catholics do. Yeah. It's awesome, unless you're in an accident. So, like, they really still shouldn't. confess because they gotta like pretend they they're remorseful on some level. But, and I don't mean to bash Catholics. It's just this isn't the bash the Jews episode. Is that is that next week? Are we waiting for Larry? Yeah, we're waiting for Larry because he's <laughs> the resident. Like, well, no, nah, I'm not gonna call him an anti-Semite. So I, I'm getting the the feeling that you, despite the dark baptism not happening, you like this show. Yeah, I do. Um, Tiger Claw in chat brings up a good point. Where does the band Ghost identify in their religion? And the band Ghost, if you haven't seen them live, if you haven't heard of the band, you know, Google their their live concerts. They're the one I like. I'm a willing to give them credit as an influence for this show because a lot of the aesthetics of the church, like the band Ghost, is a devil worshiping band. And they, you know, you'll you'll hear like, you know, black metal the, uh, was it, 
theistic satanic black metal from like Finland and Norway, and they just sound super heavy, super rough with voice like that. You know, they sound like they're possessed. You know, like. And then the Ghost isn't like that. Ghost is very symphonic, very melodic, and they wear the regalia. They they turned uh, theistic Satanism into the church aesthetic. And I am, you know, I'm going to interview Roberto Aguirre Sacasa one day, and I'm going to ask him if he likes Ghost, because I'm willing to bet he does. And uh, it's actually, you know, Tiger Claw did a good thing by bringing them up because the record label sent me two copies of their newest album prequel that I'm going to give away. So keep your eye out on the fantastic forum blog for that. How the hell did tire clock come up with ghost? Uh, he knows I like ghost and you know, he does his research. You'd be surprised. Like half the time you feel, you feel like he's not listening and the other, but he's, he actually is, and he knows, like, he knows I love ghosts, yeah? Which, they're on their pill tour named Death Tour right now. They're going to be playing the Forum next week, which I'm insanely excited about. But, um, yeah. the But, yeah, I do feel like the way they do the... Because the, the Church of Night in the comics didn't look like that, you know? So it was probably definitely even in just the the costume design or something. I'm willing to bet that they're they're a big influence on that. The Church of Night. Do you mean where they do the ceremonies or the school? No, the, the, the school is the uh, the ceremonies. Okay, yeah, because the school even is the, the school, school the school the itself, unseen, right? like the way the school is laid out with the Baphomet and everything. If you look at like the album. Um, Meliora by uh, the album cover Meliora for Ghost and even yeah Meliora would be the best best example of that um it looks like that center room of the academy like the album cover looks like that and that album cover came out like 3 4 years ago so there is definitely some very, very close influences. I don't know if we talked about it, but Netflix is uh, getting sued by the Church of Satan for the Bahamut statue. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they, they're saying that they it copied their, because they, they have their own version yeah. of that. Which, that was weird to me, because I could have sworn that's like a really old image. Well, yeah, it was created by uh, I think uh, King Philip the Fourth in France. He created Baphomet to accuse the Knights Templar of heresy because he didn't want to pay them. Yeah, so it's not copyrighted by the Church of Satan. It's right. ancient. Like if, it, if yeah. King Philip copyrighted it, that shit's expired. And in fact, you know, I think I think the Sabrina production didn't want to get sued, and that's why they made them just full male. Like the Baphomet in that hall of the school is full male, where he should be um, hermaphrodite. He should have boobs. Yeah, and vagina and penis. I thought the uh, the actual statue that the Church of Satan has was more detailed. Yeah. So just it, it just was. with that, I just with that, I thought, yeah. well, 
yeah, they just took the the image and made made a statue. It had, I didn't see it as they copied this specific one, just because it didn't even have the kind of detail that 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 yeah. other statue has. They actually made it look more benevolent, which I thought was a good touch. Does the Church of Satan one have the little kids on it? No, I don't. No, the Church of Satan one is just it's like, just him, right? Yeah, yeah. So he, he, even the, just with that, it's already not. Yeah, yeah they, they're stupid. They want attention. You know what? They're probably just mad because it looks better, and not because I'm transphobic. I mean, I'm not transphobic, but yeah, it just it just looks more symmetrical, more. More classical, more you know, like a Renaissance statue. Yeah, but you know, that's a one. Do, one criticism I do have about this chilling adventures of Sabrina on Netflix is the psychopomps. The little birds? psychopomps are these. Oh, go ahead. No, nah, that that was just said. Um, the little birds. Yeah, that's my problem with it. They're little birds. Okay. Um, in the in the TV show, if you if you die, these little these little birds called psychopomps take your soul to wherever it's gonna go. And the problem is sometimes they they astral project to look at something where they can't go in. And if you're in that realm too long, these birds are gonna think you're dead because they just see a soul hanging around and take you somewhere off and then you die in your body um that's the tv show how is i'm guessing that's different from the comic no that's exactly in the comic no but i mean they're not cute little little sparrows no they're not sparrows with red dots on their chest they're um they're uh giant brains with the mouth of a skull and like four octopus tentacles yeah, that's not. And true. they can be summoned. Like they can actually, like call them to come pick up things. So they can be used as weapons. And the biggest thing, like in the opening sequence of the show, they show the psychopomps. So when they showed them, I'm like, oh fuck, they're gonna have them in the show. And then they had them, and they were little birds. Well, we still haven't seen what happens if they, if they get yeah. you. Maybe they turn into that, and they're just yeah birds, you know, while they're looking but at you. It just seems like a waste of time to show them as birds. Like, it'd be cooler if they were just looming in that. You know how the the birds just stayed in that outside. You know, even though they're in the astral realm, they're blocked by the window. <laughs> yeah. But if they're just looming like that, it'd be a better aesthetic, but you know, it's, it's a, it's probably a special effects thing. Yeah. And then another criticism I do have is the, the friend that has the shining or the cunning as the, they call the it, cunning, which is a weird name for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a, uh, you know, Berlanti from CW Arrowverse fame. Uh, I don't know how much of it is him, but everything his name has, everything that has his name on it, 
uh, starts giving out powers to different people, different characters on the show. You know, it's happened with the Flash, happened on Arrow. Uh, everybody becomes part of the hero thing. You know, I'm sure. Uh, well, it happened on Supergirl too, right? Like the dude became the Martian Manhunter, and then yeah, a couple well, other he things. was supposed to be the Martian Manhunter from the beginning. Yeah, uh, but the sister became badass. Yeah. Um. Then uh, Olsen became the Guardian. Okay, okay. So I mean, he didn't get superpowers, but he became a superhero. Yeah, he become, yeah. And that's it. Happened with Arrow. It happened with the Flash. It happened with those. And it's like everything that has his name on it goes that way. I, I don't. I'm beginning to think this guy's a hack. So Sabrina's not supposed to have a psychic friend. I mean, in the comics so far, she hasn't. Now, you got to see, there's a lot of things in this that call back to the older comics. So it might be something in the older comic that I didn't read. But, in you know, I watched the, like, 70s cartoon. I watched the 90s cartoon. I watched the sitcom. And I read this new, the newer string of comics. And then this chilling adventure uh of sabrina comics so that wasn't a thing there so my problem with that friend is that they she she seemed like they're making like sabrina and her friends are supposed to be essentially nerds like they're they're the smart kids yeah and then that chick does some dumb shit like when there's one episode where there's a um books that she wants to read but they're not uh-huh. in the library because they're banned. And she's yeah. acting like if they're not in that library, she's never going to get to read them. And I'm, yeah. I'm sitting there like, you got Amazon. This no, isn't well, in the don't. past. What do you mean they don't? Uh, Ambrose had a laptop, so I know it's not in the past. Oh, Because really? they don't have cell phones either. Yeah, there's, there's at least a couple of scenes where Ambrose is on a laptop. That's crazy. That's yeah, because I'm like how I the the show's aesthetic looks like old, you know. But yeah, and there's nothing. But yeah, I didn't even catch the laptop. It felt natural to me. But yeah, that's weird too. Then yeah, if they have if, the computer, then they, they they should at least have cell phones. If it was anything. the 50s or something like that, then yeah, I, yeah, that would make perfect sense. Okay, yeah, I, I can see that. But no, it's or maybe it's like some weird in between. Yeah. I don't know. There's another thing that bugged me too, where what uh, Archie is a character in the comics, so it's like they're never gonna have a crossover. Well, they they do mention Riverdale. They do, but you know it could be Riverdale, New Jersey. But you're right, what you're saying, because I'm thinking about it now, and all of her friends um, have something special about them. You know that yeah. one chick um, is psychic. The yeah. the other one. Um, you're in episode eight, so yeah, you already got to this. It talks to Ghost. Uh, and then I mean, I'm on episode eight, is and that's the next episode I'm gonna watch. But you it should have popped up by now, cause that yeah, the, it, the lesbian girl, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I saw that. Okay, yeah, so she talks to Ghost, and the the boyfriend Harvey, he's a hunter. Yeah, he he was a his he comes from a, a long line of witch yeah. hunters. It's not a, a power, but it's still something special. And then they relate all the characters to each other, which isn't too strange because that, that shit happens in small towns. Yeah. But it's 
it it goes more to what you're saying. That, yeah, everybody has to have something. Yeah. I'm waiting for the well, I, I I'm waiting for the principal to manifest the power. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Well, I I still think he's possessed, like by the actual devil or something, or a demon. Because out of nowhere, he has interest in the, that one teacher. Well, she's hot all of a sudden. Yeah, but not even that much. Well, hot her, hot her. I mean, look at all the yeah. other teachers in that school. Yeah, that's true. You know, it, unless and goes... she is like she is like a succubus. So like the that he's bewitched by her spell. Yeah, the way po- they did her too is not like how they did in the comics, but. What, I'm kind of okay with it. To, what is she supposed to be in the comics? In the comics, she's the one that got dumped for Sabrina's mom. So she comes back for revenge once she gets dark baptized. And then she can sense her energy. And she became a demon. She's like La Llorona, but for spurned women. So Madam Satan in the old comics, before they were, she was brought into these these Archie comics, she was like, the the comic stories were like you know Bloody Mary or La Llorona where she would uh, prey on uh, unfaithful men. That's how they introduced her too, where somebody where the chick that she's possessing or whatever like uh-huh. finds her in the woods in a white outfit. Yeah, and that that's all episode one, and that's when I thought, okay, so this is going to be like supernatural because that was episode yeah. one of Supernatural too. Yeah, so um. And then she she hates uh, Edward, and that's why she's gonna take her revenge on, you know, his chosen one daughter. And uh, yeah, and then hilarity ensues. Then you know, Edward comes back, but he has his own nefarious motives for coming back. And you know, yeah. and then we never get issue nine. So, and my biggest criticism is i still don't believe what you guys said that that sabrina chick is a good actress there's like three maybe four times where she squeezed out a tear and i believed it but most of the show she's got like this smug look on her face and well, I don't, that's that that's a uh that's her trait as a person i don't think she can get it get away to get out of that it's kind of like that aubrey plaza chick that always has Resting bitch face. Yeah, I just I I don't get a lot of personality from the actress. I'm not. Yeah, she's not bad. Look, she's probably better than me. But and you know she's good enough that I watch the entire thing. It's just, yeah. um, I don't see her winning an award anytime soon. Maybe, maybe that'll change. But as from this series, I I don't see it. When I first um saw her cast as Sabrina. I I was I didn't have a lot of faith, and then I started seeing a little more, and then I'm like, okay, the looks kind of there. She looks to me, she looks too young, but I mean, she's sixteen. Yeah, so, Sabrina's supposed to be sixteen. Yeah, so that's that's to me, that's a kid now. So she looks fine as as what she her age, and then and then yeah, as I watched the show, I, I was okay with her as it. So I don't have any problem with her like you do, but. Well, no, it's just you guys made it seem like she was a really good actress. Uh, I guess she's from what, Shameless? No, um, Mad Men. Mad Men? 
Okay, I mean, yeah. she she's. What got... you complain about her here? She had in Mad Men too. That's how I know it's like a personal thing of hers. Okay, I mean, she's got she's got the look. She she's got the voice. She sounds like a sixteen year old. It's just I her face doesn't do anything. Yeah, except for a couple of times where she's she's got to stand there and cry. That's how kids are these days. They have no soul. I get it. They don't. She would have been great in Children of the Corn. Yeah. Yeah, that would have worked out. Yeah. But yeah, you got anything else to say about Sabrina? No, I already said everything three times last yeah. week. Do you have a, a Mo Deal music at all? Yeah, you ready? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Here comes the money. Here we go. More money, more money, more money, more money. Dollar, dollar. Dollar, dollar. Dollar, dollar. So we were talking about Sabrina. This week, the first issue reprint came out, and it's only a dollar at your local comic book shop. I believe uh, digitally as well. But, yeah, you can get into the comics, see if you like it. Um... The artist on the comic, Robert Hack, who I follow on Instagram, um, posted it earlier. Let's see. Where is Where is it? Yeah, sorry, I missed it. You said the first issue of Sabrina? Yeah, the first issue of Sabrina, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, is... Uh, is $1 at your local comic book shop. I think digitally, too. Um, when he posted it, he said, uh, in comic shops today, a special Sabrina Netflix edition of Sabrina number one. New fans of the series can try the comic for just a buck. So, oh, it's Netflix not like... Netflix edition? What, oh. Do they change it, or...? Yeah, it's a new cover by him, and it says Netflix on it. Okay, but that's it, not the insides. That's all just a reprint. Yeah, no, I, I believe, yeah, because the way he said it, it's like, oh, they can try the comic. Like, it's not like, oh, if you love the series, you're going to love the comic because, you know, they're way different now. That that doesn't seem like, uh, it seems like a little bit of a bait and switch, though. Well, not the said, way he said it. Like, well, no, I mean, to try to get people hooked on the comic when it ends at eight right and it wasn't supposed to end at eight yeah well you know they they do the things archie comics does the thing that image does now where they do the the first arc then they take a break and then they do another arc but the dude that writes those is the head of archie comics right now he's also like the showrunner on riverdale and chilling adventures of sabrina so it's like, yeah, it, it, he doesn't have time for it, yeah. So it might come out, or yeah, it might come out. It just we don't know when, which is stupid. Like it, it's bad business, but Archie Comics is a small publisher in relation to you know your Marvels and and your DCs. So it's like. You know, at least DC can have projects coming out and they can have comics coming out and they got a big corporation backing them. And Marvel is like that now, too. Um, Image just 
puts out stuff, and if you want to make a show about it, you can make a show about it, and they do their thing. Um, but Archie's actually like doing both on the smaller with the smaller stable of people. You know, like they don't have a lot of titles coming out. Like they have like maybe one or two titles coming out a month. Yeah, maybe four on some months. But so, and then it's like if you're one dude running the whole thing and then running their other media thing, that's kind of why I kind of give it a little bit of a pass too. Um, them changing things because it's like ultimately like he he's he probably doesn't even some of the things you're seeing in Sabrina the TV series now are probably some things he was planning for the comics later on, you know. Okay, so I definitely hope there's a Sabrina season two. Um, they they set up for it for sure. It's yeah. I haven't gotten I, there yet, but right, I know that's why I'm. Tr- that's why I have to stop myself. Cause I'm, okay, wait. Yeah. If I say that, that's gonna fuck that up. I can't. I mean, let's just say <laughs> I hope there's a season two because it it'll be interesting to see what they do after that last episode. Shit gets real. <laughs> yeah. Is um is Image Comics still a big thing? I feel like I haven't heard anything about them or Top Cow. Yeah, well, Top Cow is technically Image, too. It's just a, a studio within Image, like an imprint. Uh, same with, like, Todd McFarlane Productions and, you know, Wildstorm back in the day. Um, so they, they, they do put out stuff. that We get stuff in, uh, in the email a lot. So they, they're definitely doing stuff. Uh, Skybound. Yeah, I don't have access to that. Okay. Well, <laughs> Skybound is doing a lot of stuff. Like, they're becoming their own powerhouse. Like, they might not need Image anymore, except for that Kirkman, I think, is, like, president or something. So, Image still, you know... They're they're doing all the Millar World comics, too. I think one of the news stories was... uh, They're doing the comic that... It's gonna be their first Millar World Netflix series. They did a, a, a Netflix Millar World cover thing where they did three covers that connect, connecting every Millar World character on the covers that are gonna be on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're they're doing stuff. But the thing about Image is that Image just puts out the comics. Like the individual people have to make the comics. You know what I mean? See, but that's like, why, that's, I, that's why I kind of ask because I haven't seen them at the shop. Yeah. Like, I've seen older stuff. Like, I've seen, uh, is the Millar stuff? That's, you said that's Image, right? Yeah. yeah so I've seen, like, uh, Hit Girl 2. Yeah, and that's Kick Image. Kick-Ass 2. That's Image. But those are, those came out a while ago. No, they actually, well, it might feel to you like those are from a while ago, but the, the new issues came out, like, in the last couple of weeks. It feels older than that. Yeah. I, I could have sworn it was a trade. I don't know. I wasn't yeah. looking for them specifically. It's just I'm trying to think of either Top Cow or Image stuff that I've seen at the shop, and that that's the only thing I remember seeing. Yeah. And it, the, 
no pun intended, an image of walking <laughs> walking the shelves. So, like, uh, let's see. Last last week, Shanghai Red number five out of five came out. Wayward thirty, uh, Man Eaters number two, Ice Cream Man number eight, Hit Girl Volume Two Trade Paperback, Hit Girl in Canada. That's, that's probably the one I saw. Yeah, that just came out. The trade paperback. Actually, I might have to read that because it's written by Jeff Lemire and it's art by Ed Rizzo. Those are two people I love. Did you read Hit Girl One? No. Nah. I mean, yeah, no, nah, I didn't. Uh, Maestro's Volume One, trade paperback, Black Science, Volume Eight, Witches, Bad Egg Halloween Special One Shot. Yeah, I actually wanted to read that. Okay, make note to self. Moonshine Volume 2 came out last week, too. Die, 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 number 4. Redneck, number 16. The thing is, a lot of times you can't tell that they're image books because the eye logo is different on each book. Like, the one for Rat Queens looks different, more like a regular comic uh, publisher logo than it does in Days of Hate, number 9. You know what I mean? It's the same logo, it's just smaller on the pay, on the cover and one over the other, you know? And it's not always at the same spot. Okay, I'll just have to pay more attention then. Yeah. But I do know what you mean. Like, I, a lot of times I review a number one or a number two of something, and then I don't go back to it because it just doesn't have the, you know, you, it doesn't stand out like, like something else would stand out, you know? Like, I reviewed Pro Proxima Centauri number one probably like six months ago. Number five was out two weeks ago. And I, I'm like, I didn't even remember the name of the title. Like, I want, I'm like, I can't remember the title. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that book today. I just now saw that it came out two weeks ago. But yeah. Oh, there's a new Hack Slash series. That needs to be made into a TV show or a movie. That's a good one to to adapt. Even if you change it, you can still keep the spirit. Like, I don't want them to change it. I want to see the exact stories. But if they do, I think they can still do good stuff. Wasn't that like that, a game or something too? No. Dot Hack. Dot Hack. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hack Slash is... Well, <laughs> it was dot slash slash hack, but it was actual slashes. But hack slash is actually like hack knife slash. I I think of the Conan O'Brien show. Whenever he does a website, the slash is a little picture of slash. <laughs> but yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot. There's you know, death or glory trade paperback. Man, I felt like I just reviewed number one like yesterday. Gideon I, Falls Volume One. Man, I don't even remember. I'm way out of it. Yeah, no. I, I, you know, a lot of these books, I just, you know, I, I tend to read a lot of number ones just to review them, but I try to get stuff that either kind of stands out to me or by people I, I, I like, you know. But yeah, 
So I guess we can jump into reviews real quick. Comic reviews? Yeah, comic reviews. Review. Like review. (laughs) Well, not not like that, but like. I need to rework that. That makes me feel like we're on PBS. Yeah, it was supposed to be like uppity. Hey, I'm I'm reading stuff. Music. Yeah. But it's more like I'm reading stuff by the fire in my study. With a glass of brandy. Actually, I kind of pictured that when I did it. So, you know what? I'll leave it. <laughs> yeah, it works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I feel better. You know, I actually took a swig of this whiskey while you were playing that. So. Yeah, I ran over and grabbed another beer. <laughs> it might be a. It might be a prime for uh, doing that clip to get a sponsor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, this week I actually read another number one. Speaking of reading a bunch of number ones for the show, it was called Outer Darkness. And it's a, um, it's a Skybound book, so it's probably already going to be a TV show. It's written by John Lehman and drawn by Afu Chan. And, uh... This, this, Oz, I think you'd like this book a lot. And by me saying that, you're probably going to find something not to like about it. But. I'm looking at the cover right now. I hate it. Why? It's too too many black folk. Just kidding. (laughs) Kidding. Damn it. You're not kidding. Look, it's just you and me today. You could, you could be real. Like, yeah. I'll respect your honesty, even though I don't agree with it. No, I, I, was, I was just kidding. Um, I'm looking at usually the the first thing that'll make me not like something that I haven't read is is the art, but this looks it's, it's fine. It looks fine. Yeah, no, it's actually like it looks very cartoony, but still kind of grounded. It looks a uh, cartoony, but like gritty, a little dirty. Yeah. So does that kind of match the tone of the book, or is that just yeah? Okay. Yeah, it does. Like, the, if you look at the, I don't know if you have the press copy in front of you, but if you look at the first page, no, I'm on, I'm on image, and they have four, four pages. Okay, one of them should be the first one, right? Where you just see like galaxies. Yeah. The, yeah, that's there. Yeah, so that page is like, it opens with just a panel of just galaxies, and then you know it's kind of zooming out every panel. Like, that worked in my head, like, beautifully. And the art kind of felt that there's later on, basically this this dude named Rig is a captain, and he's working on a freighter ship in space. And they encounter this spiritual storm. And then people start getting possessed. But it's like, you know, talk about the, exorcism and shit in the past so he has his like right hand man is like a voodoo guy and he like helps him like exercise people because they're all getting infected by this demon storm and then he says we got to get out of here before everybody else dies and they're hauling an asteroid that they picked up 
I don't know what it's made out of. They don't even go into that. Like it just throws you into this little, this weird non-action action, this tension, you know. And the captain says, "Hey, I'll unhook the asteroid. Let's go into warp. Get the fuck out of here." And the the owner of the ship says, "No, no, no. This this you know he's all business. So he's like, hey, you know, we're getting. You're not getting out of here. You figure out these people, and we're getting the cargo where it needs to be." And he eventually says, I'm the captain here. We're going. And then the guy says, like, over my dead body or some shit. And then the right-hand man just puts a knife to his throat. And then they get out of there. And then when, you know, when they come, you know, it flashes forward to them not having a job anymore. They were charged with mutiny and shit and whatnot. It has a lot of, like, Navy um, lingo, which I always like when they do space stuff. Because you know they're not in the water, but no, they have still, that. Like, it's still a ship. Yeah, I, I I know it's still a ship, but I mean, they could do something else. Like Star like, Trek does the same thing. That's what I'm saying. I like it. Yeah, I'm talking good about it. We're we're agreeing like, on it. I don't know why we sound yeah. like we're arguing. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah, is why we need Larry it. for. It's weird when Larry's not here. I think it is. I have to apologize for saying something racist. Where usually I just banter with him about it. Yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah, it's awkward. Um, but yeah, so obviously this this guy, Layman, yeah, who I'm from what I'm reading did Chew, which I remember you liked. Yeah, um, yeah, that was a weird weird book too. It's just the I'm I'm just on their website. First four pages are there. And little description, and I get the feeling um, there's a lot of mythology themes in it. Yeah, like, just because, well, like you said, there's when it says here, there's demons. the The ship is named the the, the Sharon. Yeah, which is the 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 dude that you know. Yeah, Greek takes times, you to the underworld. Yeah, he's the boatman. Yeah. So yep. obviously, I it just it's making me think. Well, if they're on basically the ship of the ship of the damned, that's kind of the the things he's gonna go with. Yeah, and it's not even a ship of the damned. Like that's his original ship when he was like in the military. So basically, he gets charged with mutiny and treason and all this shit, and he's drinking at a bar. You know, like typical J.J. Abrams, James Kirk thing, and then he gets like wrangled back into the military and says, hey, we'll pardon all your offenses and we'll give you your old ship back. You just have to do this one mission of, of retrieving something. And it's the one place nobody wants to go because everybody ends up dying, but it's the place he wants to go to get, like, to... He's searching, I guess, for his ex-wife or something. They don't really go into it, but he's searching this dark part of space for signs of life you know and he's like all right i'm in he goes and then they go into that ship the sharon and like they have a thing called the god engine and it's basically they harness an elder god like a cthulhu type and he powers the ship and they have to feed them people to go into warp like how many people does it take to um, they offer him three, but he pardons one, and they basically they feed him two. And he's basically he goes and talks to the engines like, "Look, you're uh, I know 
there was a, a, ra- a whole group of people that believed in you back in the day, but they're all dust now and they don't mean anything. So right now I'm your master. You work for me. So you're going to power this ship and do it and we're going to feed you. All right. I just need to know that, you know, I'm your captain and your master. <laughs> I'm <laughs> and the then captain he's like, now. Huh? I'm the captain now. Yeah. That's Tiger Claw's catchphrase. I'm the captain now. Um, but he basically, you know, and he goes, look, you old deity, like, respond to me. I asked you a question. He goes, yeah, I hear you, human. And then he proceeds to feed him the people. And I thought that was just, there's a lot of weird, like, backstory that I, that they don't really explain. They just tell you and you go with it. And that's usually the, the mark of a good sci-fi story. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, all the physics and everything are just explained to you real quick, and you just have to take them because the story's moving along with or without you. Yeah, and, I, uh, I hope they make it a TV show. That this is the kind of book that that uh, sci-fi took and made uh, Dark Matter the TV show out of. And Dark Matter is a, a book, a comic. Yeah. It was yeah. it was supposed to be an ongoing series. They only got through like the first four, and you can get those at, as a trade now. Okay. And I got it and read it, so that you see the differences. Okay. But it's not a whole lot of differences. Like I think in the book, the robot wasn't a hot chick. It was like uh, a dude, and he looked well, more that's a big he, difference. He looked more like Doctor Manhattan. Oh, okay. Um, except white. So like you, you would look at him and it's like, oh yeah, Doctor yeah. Manhattan's white. He's blue, uh, but he's a white guy. Yeah, no, I mean like powered up. Yeah. And I mean they CGI'd him to look more like a black guy, but that was the. And the well, the point is like you would look at that robot and like yeah, sure enough, that's a robot. Where in the show, like you, if you don't see that tattoo on the side of her head, then it you don't know she's a robot because she's that that well built. Okay. Um, but other than that, it's it, it follows pretty closely. Like, especially the first couple of episodes. I think the the four-issue comic is, like, the first two, maybe three episodes. So, yeah, I, it, if, they, uh, if they ended up making this, this looks like something that sci-fi could pick up and, and do the same thing with. Yeah, I just don't wouldn't want them to change anything. I think everything, because I, you know, we we talked about the art a little bit and the design of these characters is so good. Like, they all fit each person's like personality. Like, if they told me this guy's a voodoo guy, like I wouldn't imagine him like that. But then the way he actually talks to Rig as a as a person, like while they're drinking, it's like okay, yeah, that fits his personality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think the the voodoo guy probably would end up being not so buff. Yeah. Cause this this dude is huge. Yeah, and that's that's where like I'm like and then you know they're gonna race swap everybody. Cause the voodoo guy is like, you know, like Haitian but not that dark because you know they, they grew up in space. So he has that genetics but not that environmental like thing. So he's like, and then the the girl that, you know, the was it the right-hand man from the new ship is like Indian. You know, everybody's like a person of some exotic place to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
except for the business captain guy. He was just white Irish looking. But he's not in it a lot. So, you know, they're going to make all these people white. Maybe the, the voodoo guy, they make extra black. Or a woman. And, uh, or a woman, yeah. Like they'll, extra they'll, black woman. They'll put Michonne on there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't... He, even if he does badass things, and that's why they, he's so huge in this book, you... They'll make him a woman, and she's got to be doing the same badass things. Cause, yeah. You know? And then throw a snarky remark about being a woman. Right. Every time she's going to yeah. fight, somebody you know makes what? a... I don't uh, want them to make this a TV <laughs> show. Because <laughs> we're already predicting how they're going to ruin it. Yeah. And it's not even ruining it. It's just once you've seen this, like, you don't want to see that. You know what I mean? Like, how you talking about Dark Matter. Like, if I... Never, I, I love watching stuff where I've never read the source material. That's why I like the Fantastic Beasts movie. Yeah? I don't know anything about it. Oh, the books, it's like two sentences. And yeah. they're, they're going to make five movies out of it. Yeah, I, I don't know. But yeah, look, don't tell me nothing because I'm enjoying it like it is. Well, th- there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing to yeah. tell. There's, there's no, there's a Fantastic Beasts book, but it's like an encyclopedia of these are the beasts which is the book that he actually ends up writing which that's yeah. not that's not what the movie and it's about. like it's like the 40 minutes of the it's well it's was, it was like the middle 20 minutes of the movie yeah it's no nah. when he goes into that little suitcase not even not even that it's it's actually just the in the harry potter movies they actually read his book and it's like it oh okay it, it's a textbook for them. Yeah, see, I didn't even know that. And um, it, yeah, the only thing they ever mention is, uh, I guess he, I, I don't know if it's if it's Newt that they're talking to. Africa. It's it was a long time. Amber is the one that go that reads the books all the time, so she knows more. But just somebody mentioned something. And he's like, oh yeah, that happened back back in these days, and that the, it, 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 in the books, it, I swear, it's literally like two sentences. It's like how they took the the Hobbit and made it into three epic movies, even though the damn thing's like a pamphlet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's I why think, I don't read, man. I think in the Harry Potter books, they do mention Grindelwald as having that wand that Dumbledore ends up with. Yeah, but they just they just mention him. Well, he's in prison because he did some shit back in the day, but they don't actually say what he did. And yeah, the. The movies are definitely the the Fantastic Beast movies are definitely all new. It's like in, it's impossible to spoil them, you know. Unless unless you haven't read any of the Harry Potters, then you don't know who Dumbledore is. Like that's that's really the the only spoiler. Okay, it's a nice little tangent. Although it's stuff I don't want to know about these movies, so I could keep enjoying them. No, it's, I. I want to spoil it for you, but there's like there's nothing to spoil. <laughs> that's that's great. Look, um, I I started watching Dark Matter. I heard about the book, and but it took me forever to find a copy of it. And when I did, sure enough, they they did adapt it almost exactly like I said. Just that one character, they they changed a little the robot. They there might have been one or two other little changes. Nothing nothing huge. It still went. You know, 
pretty close. They they followed it pretty closely. And then after about episode three, everything else is new because that's when the the writers stop doing the book to do the TV show. Which is kind of a bad thing. Like if this was picked up as a TV show, I would want to see it. But if they did it right, they would have the same writers, which means they would stop doing the books. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like where I was going to go with it, too, where it's like I don't. I'd rather just just keep the comics, you know? Even, like, you know, we kind of dealt with it with, you know, a similar theme with the Sabrina and Riverdale, you know? Like, I enjoy Riverdale a lot. I enjoy Sabrina a lot. But in the meantime, I'm not getting comics, you know? Yeah, I didn't, and I didn't read the the book. You read a lot more of those books than I have. My my experience with Sabrina is the 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 old show. That's and that was, I was a little kid when I was watching that. So, I'm sure if I watched it now, I would it would not be as great as I thought it was back then. No, it is. It's on Hulu, so I I actually been watching it in anticipation for the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I just liked it. I, I liked Melissa Joan Hart, and she would talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> like she, it, it was it was one of the few shows where the the person on TV is actually talking to the audience. So I was always yeah. like, oh, she's she's telling me secrets and stuff. This is awesome. <laughs> like I know shit that nobody else on this show knows. <laughs> I was a stupid kid. Yeah, I wasn't that dumb, but still, I still pretended she talked to me. There's another show I want them to to remake, and. I, f- I forget the name of it right now, but it's similar to Sabrina. In fact, I, th- I think I, at the time I thought Sabrina was like a, a remake of this show where instead of being half witch, she's half alien. And Oh, she, yeah. I she, love that show. She touches her fingers together and stops time. Yeah. I've actually been saying that they should. Well, now, that, now I have somebody to tell it to, but I've been saying it to myself that was it out of this world was that show. Yeah. And then her dad would talk to her through that crystal. Yeah, and but they only yeah. they could only talk for a little bit while the planets aligned. Yeah, yeah, that was a good show. Yeah, and <sighs> even back then, I, I was amazed when they explained how her stopping time works. Like it doesn't affect the whole universe. It's just like really, it's a time bubble. Yeah, it's a little time yeah. bubble, and they did they did that perfectly where like the planets aligned a certain way where. Her dad could actually show up. Yeah. And then so she stops time. So he shows up. But they still, they can only be together for a little bit because the bubble doesn't extend to, to his system. And so right. he's still moving out of alignment. Ah, oh, it was, is is great. They yeah. Need, they need to redo that show. It was weird because, you know, in the 80s, you could have a sci-fi show without having to be, like, scientifically accurate. But then when they actually kind of tried to do it, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, that has nothing to do with Outer Darkness, but we're, we're old well, and reminiscing. You, we don't know yet. Oh, well, look, we, we finished Outer Darkness review. Like, I told you all the good stuff of this first issue and, and how terrible they're going to do the TV show. So I give it five out of five right now. Oh, it's rated mature. Does it, does it need to be? Uh, the issue itself doesn't. There's cussing, but cussing, I mean, you had a, a, yeah, we're in Trump's America now. Cussing is nothing. Like the millennials say, we eat ass now. So it's like. No, look, they, 
people cheer when politicians cuss. Yeah, on both sides. Yeah. I heard a concession concession speech by by a homeboy Beto, and yeah. he said the word "fuck," and people went yeah. nuts. People went nuts. Yeah. So that uh, yeah. it, look, congratulations to handsome Ted Cruz. <laughs> uh, That's his nickname, right? Because they don't call him Line Ted Cruz anymore. I still kind of do. Yeah. I like Ted Cruz because he could call his wife a fat pig, and he. He won't punch you in the face. He's a pacifist. Yeah. But that's as political as I'm getting on this episode. Um, but yeah. But that's, you didn't... How but, many, like, uh, space demons? Uh, you're better at that it, than I am. Yeah, I give it five space exorcisms out of five. Five demonic vomits out of five. Did they actually do an exorcism? Or is that... The next issue. What it is, so it was really cool because, well, you know, in the Bible, when Jesus asked the dude from, uh, I forget the name of that town. I know it in Spanish. And then he like, he tells him, who are you? And he goes, my name is Legion. And then he exercises the demons and they goes into the pigs and the suicide. So they have a scene like that here where it's like, who are you? It's like, oh, it's just me and a bunch of my friends. And then she vomits and it curves into somebody else. So it's like she's restrained on the chair, but she vomits and the vomit actually curves. I thought that was really cool. And, you know, it goes into somebody else. So, but the way they exercise, the voodoo guy actually just punched her in the face. And that's that's his exorcism. He just punches you in the face. Because he's covered in these tattoos that are, you know, mystical in nature, I assume. Okay. He's like a Samoan guy, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that that I thought that was really cool. So five demonic vomits out of five. Yeah, it's like I don't I don't I want him to get rid of the thing possessing me, but that's a big dude to punch me in the face. Well, you know, like you know, you you grew up Catholic. I grew up um, Pentecostal, where they make people faint and shit. You know, like snake handlers and shit like that. I went through all that. Oh, yeah. No, and there I... was this lady that literally, like, she got the demons out of you by punching you in the stomach. Until you threw yeah. up? Yeah. Well, she didn't hit me, but, yeah. No, I mean, like, she if someone has demons, she punches them, to, and then when they throw well, up, that's... She punches them, and they pass out, and then when they wake up, they feel all better. But, yeah, some people have thrown up from that. And then there was another guy that they said that he could, uh, he could look you in the eye and tell if you had demons in you. And uh, he stayed at my house. My mom let him stay at my house while he was here visiting churches. And uh, I actually drove him to the airport. And he's like, oh, before I leave, let me look you in the eyes. And I go, all right. And he looked me in the eye and he goes, uh, just behave yourself. <laughs> he's like, I'm not even going to fuck with this guy. <laughs> That's too many. <laughs> That's all he said. He goes, yeah, portate bien, he said. I'm like, all right. That's that. But um, but yeah, that that punching the demon was kind of cool in it, and the vomit, yeah, was really cool. I like that scene a lot. Um, but yeah, five demonic projectile vomits out of five. Okay, I might have to pick this up. I yeah, it's just looking at it. Maybe... I think you're gonna like it. It's because it's not even like it's horror, but it's not even like it's not like Event Horizon horror or Pandorum horror. It's a little more subtle. And that, right now, that's really what I'm into, the subtle horror, the tension. 
And uh, this didn't even get into the horror that much, but you got enough of it that was kind of light and, you know. It's kind of like a mixture of Supernatural and, and Firefly, I guess. Yeah, the in the art really does remind me of the Dark Matter comic. Like, it's the same, it's the same style, even. Looking up the the comic book, I'm trying to find who who drew that because it wouldn't even surprise me if it was the same person. Was it called Dark Matter? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Joseph Mazzoli and Paul. What was their writers? Here we go. Oh, Gary Brown. Oh, the governor? <laughs> no, I like I don't I'm not sure who that is. Although the letterer was Richard Starkings. Oh, nice. Um, you know Paul Ryan used to draw comics, right? No. Your boy Paul Ryan? He drew Fantastic Four 371. Is that is that why he quit? I think so. He's probably going back to drawing. <laughs> You know they are bringing Fantastic Four back. I got it. I got to see the son of a bitch. That's a different Paul Ryan. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you had me there for a minute. I was like, what? Really? That guy? It's it's funny because that was my pre-production. It was like political comic connections, and uh, that was. You know, but Larry's not here. Larry will laugh and get it. You know, yeah, even see, though, Larry would have laughed and then I would have known yeah. you were fucking around. Yeah. And then even the handsome Ted, I did that for Larry, but he wasn't here. Uh, I miss Larry. Fuck you, Larry. But yeah, on to. Did the you next do that so that I cut that out? Yeah. <laughs> At one point, we're going to have everybody saying, fuck you, Larry. Um, where was I? Oh yeah, next comic to review real quick before we get into news. This is gonna be a quick one. It's Terrifics number one. Terrifics is a, a comic that one? I reviewed in the past. Number one, I never read any other issues. Um, and then they had the annual number one this week came out. Not this week, last week. And it's there. It's again sci-fi adventure, multi-world thingamajigs. But it's Metamorpho, Phantom Girl, Plastic Man, and Mr. Terrific. And it's an analog for um, the Fantastic Four. And, uh, yeah, it's a good book. And it's a good team. As I said earlier, like, it's a team that some anybody could do a good story with if they like that type of genre. And they know a little bit about these characters. Because they really do, like... You know, Phantom Girl, I don't know nothing about. So, uh, to me, she's fine in this book. But Plastic Man, I know. I like. Um, Metamorpho, I know. And Mr. Terrific, I have a, a, a fairly good knowledge over. And uh, th- I think this is one of the best I've seen him in terms of... he, he They kind of made him... Because he's so smart, they, they kind of made him a little bit on the more on the spectrum side because he's so smart, even though he can manage to talk to people and, and deal with people. But it's like he, this particular story uh, deals with them going to a company, um, a company 
Halloween party. And Mr. Terrific's nervous because he's going to see somebody he had dealt with in the past. I think he dated her or something. So he's like a little nervous. And they try talking to him and he's like, he doesn't answer. He's like, ah, Plastic Man's like, ah, he's just doing math and quantum math in his head. And then you see his thought bubble and it's like all these epsilon and delta, all these like form- math formula symbols like in there. I thought that was pretty cool. And even the way he interacted with people because he was nervous, like I could feel his I could feel his nervous energy from just reading this comic. Hmm, that's interesting cuz I read the the Mr. Terrific book when they new 52'd it. Yeah. Did I don't know if you read any any of those, but those he, I read like the first few. He was uh, a confident man. He, yeah. That like that scene would not have happened. Well, and that's the thing. It's like this scene happened because of what he was going to deal with. Okay. You know, so he it's it's something that's that's you know important to him, and and it triggers that that uh, defense mechanism of going into analytical, Mister Terrific, to not have to deal with what he's doing. Like it really feels like that. Like. Because it doesn't feel out of character for Mr. Terrific. You know what I mean? Okay. But it's a good touch. Um, basically, what they do is the, the... When we last reviewed this series, it was number one. And they're uh, recruited by a, a corporate guy. The guy from Stag Laboratories. To like retrieve something from space or some shit, you know. Like they keep just send a team on different missions, you know. And they got some stuff, this goop that is essentially like Plastic Man's like DNA, and there was memories built into it. So the the story is actually called Night of Was it Night of the Plastic Men? And there's a bunch of like eggs. And they there's plastic men that turn into people and they like body snatchers, you know what I mean? And so they have to stop them. But they all have a little bit they all turn into people that are people that have been plastic men's either like friends or foes or you know, people he's he's had relations with, you know what I mean? So there's one scene in it that Phantom Girl, she's like, oh, she's so happy to be at the party because she can, like, mingle with the interns, people her age, you know, and have, like, a normal night. And she actually falls for this dude, and it turns out it's Plastic Man's son. And then, you know, when Plastic Man has to kill him because he's not really his son, it's kind of crazy. Because it's kind of a heavy moment for a character like Plastic Man, you know? Yeah, he's... He's a funny character, but he has some like dark. dark oh yeah, it's all dark. Like through, his throughout, funny... throughout his whole thing, like he his books are funny, but shit happens to that dude. Yeah, his funny is like all defense mechanism. Yeah, uh, there's a scene where Plastic Man and Metamorpho are like shitting on each other because of their shitty costumes. So it's like, oh, my body's a costume. Look, I'm a shitty guy with that with uh that I could just turn into gas. Yeah. <laughs> and then Metamorpho comes back to us. So they're just going back and forth for like a whole page. That was pretty funny. That's at the beginning, of course. And then 
you know, I wish Larry was here so I could tell them, tell him that the backup story, there's three stories in it. One of them is a uh, origin of some character, which from looking at issue nine recently um, is the villain in that. So it's like his origin is the middle story. And then the last story is uh, a Tom Strong story, which I didn't read because if Alan Moore didn't write it, I'm not going to read it. You know okay. what I mean? And that's why I wish Larry was here so I could tell him that. Well, and then that, that brings up one of my questions because um, at the comic book shop, I, I kind of like flipped through some of the some of the Mr. or Team Terrific, whatever the fuck this book's called. Some of the, the other terrific. issues, and I saw that they they meet up with Tom Strong. Yeah, that was then, at the end of the first issue. And then well, later the, on, I guess, they have adventures together. Right, That and that's what I mean. Because the, yeah. on the first issue, they just, he contacts him. But then I thought, you know, it makes it makes you think that, well, he's probably dead because this is an old transmission. And then I just looking at some pages like, oh, they're having an adventure with him. I thought he would join the team, which means somebody else would have to go because this is supposed to be their like Fantastic Four. Yeah. And I, Metamorpho seemed like the logical choice because Tom Strong is the the a thing like character, right? The strong dude. Well, he's the strong guy, and he's the mr fantastic guy so he's like super smart he's like indiana jones but like super like if you mix indiana jones with sheldon okay. you know and i i thought you would be reading it when i saw that because oh well he mo likes tom strong i figure you yeah would, you would still be reading that book you know and you know i want to i will now i'm gonna catch up because i didn't it's one of those books i didn't think would last that long so i figured i'll wait for the trade paperback and lo and behold we got 10 issues under the belt right now i i swear i thought it was a one of six i thought all these uh teams that they came up with were all gonna be like one of six yeah i guess this one had more stories to tell yeah so when you said annual i'm like oh shit really yeah and then I still thought, okay, well, if they do 12, they can get a trade and then throw in the annual with a couple of backup stories that just to top off the book. But it sounds like it's an ongoing now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna put it on my list to look for the trade paperback. But in the meantime, I'm going to read the press copies to catch up. But, yeah, I, I do want to check it out. I'll read the Tom Strong stuff, too, eventually. Um, the reason, the real reason I didn't read the Tom Strong backup story was because it was 20 minutes before the show started. And <laughs> that's usually the time I, I listen to Twisted Sister and, and do my vocal exercises of trying to sound like Twisted Sister. But, uh, that's beside the point. But yeah, I, I this book is, is terrific. It's a fun sci-fi adventure. Like the the first story I read, like it's just it's cool, short. They have enough. They have a little heavy moment. They have a they, I, look. I gotta give a shout out to the writer too because he like I didn't honestly I I didn't think uh, I'd enjoy somebody other than um, Jeff Lemire doing it. Now Jeff Lemire was doing a co-writing thing in the past, so but the guy they got here, what's his? Uh, Shit, hold on. I went on the wrong. This he, is issue nine. Issue nine has Swamp Thing, Tom Strong, and Mr. Terrific in it. Okay. 
Uh, are there three stories? Because I'm seeing three three writers yeah. and three artists. Yeah, there's three stories. There's the Tom Strong story, the Seismus story, I think it's called. The Origin of Seismus. And then, I don't know if that's his name for real, but it's something like that. And then, uh, it's like an Asian guy that wrote the first one. Gene Luen Yang. Yeah, that guy. I don't know anything about that guy. That's just what the website. Yeah, I never heard of him, but he—that's he did a good job. This can't be his first book. It can't be, but yeah. If we, you know, since Larry's not here, like all the racial jokes aren't that fun. He did, but but he sounds like he got those mathematical thought bubbles. Like they're real, real equations. He did uh, New Superman. I think that's the Asian one. Oh, yeah, he did that for a while up to at least issue 18. I don't know what issue they're on or if it's even canceled, but as far as his credits that I'm looking at, it's 18. And then New Superman and the Justice League of China did 22 issues of that. Okay. New Superman Volume 1 made in China. I'm guessing that's just collected. Yeah, Gene Luen Yang. Joe Bennett did the pencils. Did anybody read that new Superman? I doubt it. I read the first one just to see what's happening. Yeah. But I don't think anybody kept reading it. Like somebody kept reading it. It's in the at least eighteen. And then the Chinese Justice League's on twenty four. Somebody's gotta be reading and that's just what's on his credits like another writer could have taken it over at that point yeah who knows yeah good for him yeah branching out into american characters (laughs) well no look all his credits are chinese based yeah and really it's just that one that one character is just you know maybe that's why he made mr terrific so awkward because he understands awkwardness well, you, you think that somebody that can do math that fast in his head has to be awkward. A lot of the people that I know that can do math that fast in their head and that yeah. are very awkward. Yeah, I know. Like, it's not even an Asian thing, but, but you know, I assume he understands math like that because he's Asian and it's wrong to do so. So don't do it, listeners out there. No, that's a I'm doing it so you don't have to. Isn't that a compliment? Look, like a compliment he, can still be a stereotype, and really holding somebody up to that standard is unfair because you don't know what they're going through. You're right. Black folks, small wang. I shouldn't even call I, it wang, should I? No. <laughs> I, just, no. I just thought about it. I was like, well, I've been calling it wang for years. Yeah, no, that, that's Asian. You can't do that. You can't call them schlong either. That's that's anti-Semitic. So. Man, I'm running out of stuff to call dicks. I can't yeah. even call it dick. I mean, you can, but then dudes named Richard will be offended. Yeah. Or women named Richard. Yeah, or women with dicks. Richards. <laughs> I should just call it a Richard. Yeah. yeah. Suck my Richard. It's too many syllables, though. Like, men want one syllable thing. Like, they can't even say the clitoris, clitoris. They call it clit. Yeah. 
I should yell suck my Richard to somebody. Yeah. Can't do it at work though. Some guy showed his junk and now none of us can do it. Oh really? Yeah, not at my specific site, but it's like a big company owns a whole bunch of sites. And someone, Why did he show his junk? I don't know the details. I'm guessing he's one of those old men that's about to retire in a couple of weeks and just put it out there. I don't know. But don't know doesn't that ruin his like pension or anything? No, he's still entitled to the pension. He just has to retire early. <laughs> Which, if you're on your last week or whatever, I'm guessing isn't a big of a deal. He's been waiting 65 years to show his penis. Yeah. But is Richard. Where I work, there's uh, there's stories of before there was a changing room where, because you got to change clothes to go into high radiation areas because you're going to get shit all over you and your clothes. Right. And, you know, the, the dude was telling me, um, they they would tell like women that this was the first time they oh yeah just go around the around the back and change into the it's like scrubs like doctor scrubs looking thing yeah but the thing they didn't mention is you got to take that shit off as you leave the radiation area so right. he said you can't carry it over right so the so the guy the guy was like yeah there, there's these two like super hot chemistry chicks that came in to to check something. Nobody told them that, and they they went in, and when they came out, like, the second floor, because there's, like, a huge hole, like, there's, like, a balcony, was just everybody in the plant was just surround, surrounding the whole area because they knew as soon as they walked out, they were going to have to take that shit off, and there's, no, there's nowhere to hide, and that's when they started building the locker rooms. And how long ago was that? Like, six months ago? Oh, I wish. No, I, this was in the 80s. Oh, okay. Um, I, I hear a lot of great stories from guys that, like a week from retirement. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah, back when nuclear was fun, man. Yeah. You can just kick something and they get an alarm. You're like, ha, 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 got you. <laughs> now you got to talk to federal agents if you do shit like that. Yeah, well, look, now they can't blame it on just stupidity. They have to pin it on a terrorist or something. Yeah, oh, there's. I I gotta tell you some stories off the air because like, yeah, there's stuff I'm not I, even I mean, sure I imagine it like the Springfield power plant. That's pretty close to how it was in the 70s and 80s. From, yeah, from what I hear now, it's fucking. I can't I can't touch a button without fucking three three sheets of documentation, and the supervisor's got to check it to make sure it's the right button. Yeah, like, like literally, two people go out. We have to flip this switch. Okay. He looks at the label on the switch. That's what it says on my paper. Do you agree? I have to look at it. Yeah, I agree. And if it's like a really important switch, we have to call a manager to come down and tell us that, yes, we are right. That is the switch that's written <laughs> down on our sheet of paper. That's how fucking regulated this industry is. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, no, like, I mean, you expect something with that much importance and that much danger and that much... To be that regulated. Yeah, look, I've been, I've had this job for a year and a half, and a year of it has been school. Yeah. I'm learning physics. There's one week I spent doing math and binary. That shit was interesting. I, you know, sometimes I hate, like, my business. It's nowhere near as, it doesn't have as catastrophic consequences as what you do. 
and I have a state body regulating me at random, like showing up. I paid a fine today <laughs> because <laughs> what did you fuck up? I didn't fuck up anything actually. I I, I have my my viricide disinfectant. I had one that had hair in it because it's the one I used. And before emptying that one out, I actually made a new one. So I actually had both because I don't like to clean one out and not have one in case I need to dip something in it. You know, so I always have two, one that's not used and one that I just used. And then when I use it, I swap them out and clean the other one, you know. And he came at the time in between when I was cleaning that. So he got me for having hair in one of those things. Which, if I had hair in it, but my implements were in it, would have been okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. How much was the fine? Was it like huge? Or yeah, it's a hundred bucks. Yeah, I I told you when I had a business out there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I told the story on the air, but um, I had some TVs installed. At, I owned a sports bar, and yeah. I hired a guy that I just I just knew. He went, he did it for me, and then a state inspector shows up like a week later, looks at it, and he's like, okay, so uh, what's the, uh, I need the guy's information that did it, the the permit number. Yeah. And I was like, well, did he fuck something up? What happened? Did he screw me over? Is it, what what happened? And he's like, no, everything's on code. In fact, it's actually remarkable work. You, sh- you should compliment the guy. I just need his license number for, for the paperwork. He's like, well, well, he didn't give me a license number. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I paid the dude like a hundred bucks and 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 helped him out. Like, yeah. Oh well, then you can't open this place until you get me that until you get me a, until you get it inspected by a licensed electrician, and <laughs> he gives me his license number. But it's on fu- it like you said it's it's up to code. Yeah, it is. I but I need that number, and he just walked yeah. away. Like son of a bitch, shut me <laughs> down for a week. Yeah. And it's only getting worse. They're talking about taxing services now. Yeah, and you guys just voted on gas taxes and shit like that. Yeah, but that that's the that, I mean, that it affects me, but ultimately yeah, I'm not even worried about our taxes really cuz ultimately the fucking customer pays for it. I just raise my price. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Lawrence was yelling about that when we were at Comic Con. Yeah. Well, Nia was the one that was upset by it, and then so obviously Lawrence took her took her side because um there was like a random three percent charge, and she was like, yeah. "What the fuck is this?" And I told her, "Oh, <laughs> it, it was on the menu. It's a three percent charge because they actually say on the menu because they have to pay like a certain amount, and so they're passing it on to us." Yeah, that's how it goes. Like that's why I don't even trip when like. You know, the unions go on strike for health insurance. It's like, ultimately, the customer gets fucked. So, it, that's just how it goes, you know? Um, what else? They they had this thing on the ballot for rent control. They wanted rent control statewide. And uh, it didn't pass. Because if, if it passed, the state dictates what <laughs> the rent control would be. And if it passed, like everybody would just get rid of their properties and go to another state that didn't have it, and then that there goes the tax money, you know. Yeah. And ultimately, it's you know if it passes, then you know the 
you know, maybe not the person that's living in the building now. They'll benefit from it for a couple of years. But once they have to move or whatever, they're going to get fucked the next place they go because they're just going to charge them. You know, they're just ra- they'll just start off high instead of raising it year by year. Yeah. yeah. But none of that's comic related, so. Yeah. Burr in chat says Lawrence is whipped, always taking her side. That rent control thing was dumb. It was. Yeah, plus he, he watched Gotham for like, what, five seasons, even though he hated it after the first one? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which I think the final season is coming out. Supposedly. Burr gonna... also says uh, people are ignorant about economics. I love how. When we're talking about comics, nobody chimed in, but now Lawrence is whipped. Yeah, Burr comes. And I thank you, Burr. The final season of Gotham, they're supposed to make Penguin fat. <laughs> That's five seasons too late. And then I think the kid actually wears the bat suit. Yeah, I actually saw that bat suit. It looks terrible. But like a legitimate bat suit, not the weird helmet and jacket. Thing he was wearing because he had that oh. last year oh, okay. he, they, they called it the bat suit though. but like it didn't have ears it was really just like a mask and and some weird life jacket looking thing or okay. it's like a motorcycle jacket but it had like it looked puffy it's well you saw like a bomber it. like a bomber jacket no no <laughs> like a motorcycle jacket but you know those those vests that people wear that are like puffy looking yeah, it had like folds like that. It's it's hard uh, to explain. It it wasn't a good jacket. Yeah, let's not talk about Gotham. Larry's not here. Well, he stopped watching it. I'm the only one still watching it. Uh, but he'll talk to you about it. I don't want to talk about. It. Uh, I guess we should do a little news before we go. We didn't get to do last week because there was too much to talk about. I didn't think there would be enough to talk about to do a full show today. So. Actually planned on news, but yeah, hit that news music. Comic book news. We should have a like, uh, like current. (laughs) Well, not not like that, but like. So yeah, Oz, I have a question for you as the DC expert guy. Is the Joker queer, straight, or something else entirely? I'm going to say probably doesn't care, but more straight. Because the only relationship I've really seen him in is with Harley. Although that's more, I guess it is sexual. Like He does bang her. Yeah. But it's more yeah, like she's, she's, a, she's like codependent on him. Yeah, and he's like not into her. Right. And I I feel like that might be like a closet gate thing. I feel like anybody that would accept him like be like accept be codependent with him like that and accept his abuse, I think he would he would go for it. Um sexually, I don't remember anything where he's banged anybody other than Harley or or a chick or he mentioned he's into anything else, but I could picture him being bi, yeah, or not caring, kind of like Deadpool. Like, I don't give a fuck if it feels good. Um, hell, I, in fact, he might not even care because he probably gets, he probably 
rather jerk off to to cutting somebody like more more sadistic more more yeah. like that than than psychopath yeah he's not yeah yeah psychopath so i i'm gonna say he wouldn't care as long as he he can fuck with them um psychologically that's kind of where i'm on the whole thing but there is a petition on change.org that calls for dc entertainment to make the joker gay again and they actually cite stuff from the past. Yeah, but where... there's there's stuff you could cite. There, there's a reason why for a long time the the joke was was Batman and Robin are, are getting it on. Yeah, like I'm I'm the only one defending it defending it as a father son relationship, and those people are sick. But <laughs> I've I've read those books, and okay, I can I. I I see. Okay, I, I understand that that point of view. So I, uh, I yeah, I'd, um, I don't think I don't, he he was specifically gay, but if he if he bangs a dude, I I don't I don't see that a character for him either. Again, <laughs> assu- assuming he can fuck with them psychologically, or yeah. use them for something, which yeah. I think is ultimately his goal. Heck says uh, Joker isn't queer except for Dark Knight Rises Joker. Uh, Burr says pansexual, and then he says gay again. Lol. Um, he goes making bad guys gay is problematic, and actually this article Burr uh, kind of goes into that too, where it's like, you know, you you know making the villain gay might you know because it's all. His whole thing about putting the smile on people's faces is could be construed as like the gay conversion fear that, you know, some closed minded people might have. You know what I mean? So that's a whole part of it, too. But, um, yeah, honestly, like, I don't even see him. I see him like a like a like you said, like a psychopath where um, it's just whatever he can get out of him or whatever satisfaction he can get. You know, he's essentially a serial killer. He just can't kill in the DC comics. Yeah, and I'd have to see what exactly they're citing because it it also could be just the fact that he's flamboyant. They're attributing that as gay, which is actually kind of wrong because I know know drag queens who are not gay. Yeah. But will do that persona. Yeah. Um, Right here, it has a quote from... uh, well, it's a quote from the person that started the change.org petition, Elena Shestakova. She says, the Joker is a character with almost 80 years of history, half of which has been portrayed as homosexual. Neil Adams claimed that the Joker was and always had been homosexual in the Batman Files book. Uh, this opinion was shared by other comic book authors and artists for decades. That is why it is so important that me and other queer readers... Uh, f- for me and other queer readers to return his homosexuality. Um, yeah, they she cites kind of like uh, his infatuation for Batman, like his whole taking him off and getting his attention as a, a, a gay cry and stuff like that. Um, he, he, there's also, like she says, there's uh, Grant Morrison's unused sketches 
for Arkham Asylum, a serious house of serious earth. Went one step further, putting him in full Rocky Horror Show drag. And then, yeah, but again, that doesn't make him gay either. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's all it's all relative, I guess. They're never gonna show him blowing a guy. Like, if they showed him blowing a guy just for fun, then that'd be gay. But anything he does as a Joker is all psychopathic shit, you know? Yeah, like there's layers in <laughs> there's layers in in Dark Knight where when he after he shoots Barbara, not not Dark Knight, uh, Killing Joke, where yeah. he shoots Barbara, strips her down naked. Like you could see that as kind of a male sexual he's getting a thrill out of it yeah but he's doing it to torture her dad yeah um so it could go either way is he stripping her down because he's he's a dude and in a pervert or is he stripping her down to fuck with the dad or both and then he strips down the dad now did he strip down the dad because he wants to see him naked or because he wants to fuck with him not sexually you know psychologically like we said um, again, could could go either way. Could be both, and that's what makes me think that he it really doesn't matter to him. His he gets hard off of uh, screwing with people's heads. Not not you know, not their Richard, but yeah, their actual head. Yeah, the one that does that should be doing all of the thinking, but sometimes doesn't because the Richard does the thinking. I would. I would even argue that gay or straight, if he was, if he picked up somebody at a bar, he would have trouble getting it up if he wasn't like torturing them somehow. Oh, yeah. Like if he was in a legit loving relationship, I, I would, I would say he would have trouble getting it up gay or straight because every relationship that he's been in is fucking with somebody's head. That includes yeah. Batman because he does see himself as having a relationship with Batman, but it's not sexual, which some people couldn't could think it is the way the way he says it's it's more it it's just him fucking with him psychologically. You know, everything he does is a psychological con. Hector chat says, "Oh, a chick made the petition figures." He says in quotes, I'm gay, and I think a murderous psych- psychopath should be gay. Yeah, that's the other thing. Do you want the Joker to, like, do you want this this guy, that you want that to represent you? I mean, I don't know what they're going to do in the new movie. Maybe that's what she's thinking. I mean. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to be made more sympathetic in, in the Joaquin the, Phoenix movie. The Jared Leto one looked kind of gay. Again, I think that well, yeah. He okay. Look, sorry. Look, you said yeah. Look. I thought you said act because he does do like some flamboyant stuff, but yeah, the Joker's always been. Uh, he's a showman, you know. He's a clown. Like everything is is a little. The motions are exaggerated and everything. Yeah. But you know, they in this change.org petition, they actually like cite things. I'm not going to go into all of them, but of actual artists and writers that worked on Joker that they're like, yeah, we wrote him as gay, you know? So it's like the Burton Ernie thing too. 
I don't know if you heard about that. Where I heard they somebody said Bert and Ernie were gay, and then the creators actually said, "Well, no, they're not." But yeah, one of the writers that actually wrote for them said he wrote them as gay. Right, but he, but not the creators. Like the creator, the yeah. creators refuted that. Yeah. Who knows? And again, um, straight, gay, it shouldn't matter. Teach me the alphabet. <laughs> uh, I'll read the headlines because we got to get out of here soon. Uh, Marvel's canceled 1994 Fantastic Four movie is now available to watch online for free on YouTube somewhere. So, but do you want look to? out for that? Should I we? think you should fly out and we do a commentary on it. Wow. I mean, I'm flying out in June. I don't want to fly. I don't want to fly out just to watch that. <laughs> come on, man! So ne- next June, coming in summer, yeah. commentary. We're gonna, we're gonna do a commentary on. If uh, yeah, if I made Larry watch the Transformer movie, which we didn't finish, so I'm a little bit upset about that. Yeah, but we made him watch it. I, I guess I can put up with the Fantastic Four movie, full length movie. Uh yeah, it's the full length movie. I don't like. I don't know how long it is. Is it a two hour yeah. movie, hour and a half? Well, it's from nineteen ninety four. Um, back then, full length movies were like an hour twenty. So, it's about that. Hex pointing out that George Clooney played Batman gay. And does that make Batman gay? You, I don't know. Did you read that? What the George Clooney Batman gay? Yeah. Um. Somebody was interviewing him or asking him something, and he he said that when he played Batman, he played him as 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 though he was gay. Well, you know what, Val Kilmer was the one with the lisp, so I thought that was kind of gay. But yeah, it makes sense. I mean, the whole the whole Schumacher Batman movies were kind of kind of gay. Like Schumacher they just needed did, musicals. Schumacher in it, in did the, three and four, right? Yeah, and. The the Clooney one was the most colorful one. Yeah. And they ice skated and they... They surfed yeah. off an airplane. Yeah. I need to watch that movie again. Yeah. Actually, we need to watch it back to back with that Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> and see which one's better. Uh... We're going to need a lot of booze that day. Um, George Romero's Road of Dead is getting a comic book series from IDW. Road of the Dead is the last movie that he um he had written before he died. It was in development. They were just shopping it before he died. Right, like they shopped it like two weeks before he died. So it's gonna be coming out soon. And IDW is putting out the prequel comic for it, uh, written by the dude that co-wrote the movie with him. We'll see how that goes. The art looks pretty good. And you're not watching the watching the Walking Dead TV show, right? Oh, no, I'm not watching okay. that. Like, I I heard like the last episode was like this heartfelt thing or something. It was Rick Grimes' last episode. Yeah. So I'm over here like I mean, the the second to last season, not the last season, but the one before this was like all out war or something, and then all of a sudden there's no like. There, people are crying. Like, did they actually do a war or what? 
They did. Um, did it last like two episodes? I'm gonna say three, three Damn. or four, and it was all last season. This this season uh, is like time jump six months after All Out War. Negan's in jail. Yeah. Um, Does he have a beard? Well, he had yeah. a beard to begin with. So yeah, he has a beard, and actually, because he's always been like in the dark to the yeah. point where I thought maybe the the dude could only do voice acting because yeah. you you really couldn't couldn't see him. And then they actually showed him. Um, uh, Glenn's wife came to kill him, and she pulled him out of the the cell, and you actually saw him, and he looks like not Negan, and like like you feel bad for this dude, and he's there like you you got to kill me because I can't I can't live like this. So that that was kind of heartfelt, but it was Rick Grimes' last episode. Although spoiler alert, he's not dead. In fact, I know, and this is this uh, uh, goes along with the news story, because the the actor Andrew Lincoln was talking all kind of shit that he didn't like about The Walking Dead, uh-huh. even though I think he's directing three Walking Dead movies, which he might be, he might also be in because, like I said, Rick Grimes is alive. Three Walking Dead movies. Yeah. Like I theatrical heard, movies. Yes. And I, I heard it was three. Uh, th- obviously, there's going to be at least one. We'll see. It, unless if it bombs, then maybe they won't make the other two. But right now, scheduled is three Walking Dead movies. That's so bad. Like, didn't they lose, like, half their viewership? They did, but they're still in the millions. I mean, losing half their viewership when they're, yeah. like, four times well, above everything yeah. else isn't that bad. They lost, yeah. They lost half, but they were at 10 million or something. Right. So it, yeah. it's still a crazy number. In a movie, you know, different aesthetic. It's it, the shows are kind of slow burn. Yeah. They they spend a lot of time showing you. Oh, look. You Last know. episode I watched, they spent an hour killing off Tyrese. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it's a, it, it was heartfelt because the, the episode before he gets like really hurt. He, get stabbed through the gut by some rebar. So this episode, he's trying to lead a, a huge herd of walkers away from their camps. And he's just bleeding out the whole time. So he keeps passing out. When he passes out, he has dreams or hallucinations. Like they brought back Shane. Where okay. there, there's one where he's sitting there. He's sitting in this, in a squad car with Shane and like, like that first that first season and but they're talking about shit going on now like Shane like Rick is is talking about his daughter and Shane's like well you know not really your daughter and Rick's like yeah but she ain't got your nose or it, it, it. yeah yeah and then Rick's about to get attacked and so like Shane yells at him and that's him waking up and it's the it's a zombie coming at him. And so they do that a lot. They they bring back Herschel for for a scene and uh a lot of the people that died throughout his journey show up in a hallucination to kind of keep him going forward, keep pushing forward even though it you get the feeling that he's dying cuz he dude's bleeding out the whole episode. And then at the end, he 
he's uh, on a rescue chopper. And it looks like he's going to live. And so I think that's what the movies are going to be. I think they're going to be what he's doing. Because I can't imagine they would do what the the show's doing. And the show, the last like 10 minutes, time jumps again after that. And you could tell that because the the daughter is like they show her um i don't i don't know what age to say thinking maybe five like toddler but you can talk to her and she knows what's happening and then after the time jump she's the new uh what's rick's son carl yeah like she's the new carl so he's annoying as fuck. Like she's she's still she's still a little kid. I'm gonna say seven or eight at this point. Um, apparently she's a good shot because like she she headshots like five zombies to save a, another group. She's got her little Michonne sword and call it, says, "Hey, I'm I'm Judith Grimes," and puts on the the fucking hat and then leads this new group to to their camp. Huh. And so I the, then they show a preview of the next three episodes, which is uh, them trying to integrate this new group into their camp. And I don't know if this happened in the comics, but now the zombies are evolving. Like there's a, a scene where two of them are like hiding and they cover themselves with mud to hide from from a herd. And as they're walking by, you hear one of them kind of saying, where are they in like zombie you know, slow zombie noises. And then uh-huh. and then they, there's a whole bunch of scenes where characters are looking at zombies doing shit that they're like, well, I've never seen them do this. So you get the feeling it's... I forget which Romero movie it was. I think it was it was his last one. It was where, City of the Dead. Yeah. Or the Land zom- of the Dead. Where the zombies like start figuring shit out. Yeah. It looks like that's where they're going to go. I don't know if that's in the books, but I'm guessing it is because we last week we talked about the character Beta, which yeah. I haven't seen on the show, so he's going to be coming up, and Lawrence recognized him from the books. So I, mm-hmm. I wish Lawrence was here to answer some of these questions because he's... Is he the only one still reading the books? Yeah, but he doesn't love Fantastic Forum anymore. Right, and Larry, if you're out there... Fuck you, Larry. <laughs> I was trying not to laugh at that. No, you're you're supposed to laugh here. I'll do it again. Fuck you, Larry. <laughs> Is that Michael J. Fox saying it? I think that's uh, a C's or not a. Oh, okay, a yeah. I don't remember where I got these. Uh, yeah, that's my Walking Dead news. I guess. Well, look, the way you, you you talked about that last episode, I might just watch that last episode. It actually sounded pretty good. Like, even the, like I'm not even reading the comics like that, so I don't know why I'm all hung up on it. Yeah, it's, I guess. it's slow, but like like I said, like Rick is dying through the whole episode. Yeah. So there's a lot of... But see, a guy like Rick, I want to see die longer. Like, it, it, I feel something for him. But Tyrese... Tyrese in the comic didn't die like that. And in a TV show, he did a lot less than he did in the comic. 
Like, he mattered a lot less. So I don't know why they would spend a whole hour killing him off. How far did you get in the comics? Like, are you still reading them now? Um, I got to the the all-out war, like the end of that, and then the next issue where they time-jumped. So, like, how you did, he said they time-jumped. That's That happened in the book, and I, I don't like time-jumps. And then at the end of that issue, like, Negan was still alive, and I got mad. I stopped reading it. And then I read, like... 160 something like where they talk about michonne's daughter and that series was really good but i'm like ah if i want to keep reading this i'm gonna start reading i gotta go back then i gotta buy like 30 issues yeah yeah so they're probably gonna do judith as michonne's daughter then because she she's in a relationship with rick yeah but not pregnant so i'm Uh, guessing that's gonna be terrible if that's it so I'm guessing that that's what... Well, Judith was dead in the books at this point, right? Like she yeah, died at the prison. But, but the, And that's the thing. Um, the the th- How they did Michonne's daughter was, like, good because she's from before the apocalypse. Like, she survived this, all this time. Oh, so then that might still happen. They do mention that she's had a kid before. She's had kids, yeah. actually, more than one. Yeah. Uh, I think they just assume it was the the two ones the two zombies that she had with her at the beginning although i i think yeah. one of them they mentioned as her brother or cousin or something like that yeah it, well in the comics it was one was her like husband and the other was his friend or her friend yeah and so and i don't pay that close attention but they they do imply she's had kids before so maybe maybe they'll do it wasn't in the preview of the next three but there's there's a lot of episodes to go. Yeah, well, in three movies. Yeah. I don't think they'll be in the movies, though. Who knows, man? You don't know what they're going to do. I don't even know if Rick Grimes will be in it. I just know the Andrew he's directing is direct, one of them. directing or, or doing something with him. He's he's leading them somehow. Because that's one of the things he was, when he was talking shit is he was basically saying how he would have done things different. Like, he didn't like the Glenn death. Yeah, yeah. He see. He wanted. To do oh, the, so you mean the the bat, the awesomest shit to happen in the comics? Like he didn't like right the the panel for panel. Yeah, death that that they do. He he thought should have been done differently. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a great fucking movie. Yeah, well, I mean, it. I'm sure. I think it's gonna be his directorial or or whatever debut too. I don't think he's actually ever done anything up to this point. Yeah, well, look, with that news story, we, we're going to head out. Why don't you give us some final thoughts, Oz? Uh, last episode of Titans was the... Uh, the oh, fuck, how did I forget these guys? The Doom Patrol? Yeah, was the Doom how Patrol How was that? Episode. It was fine. The, the guy that plays Professor X... Um, I only call him that because I forget what his name is supposed to be. Yeah, he was annoying. His acting was not good. It's a it's a horrible German accent that that dude was doing. Uh, all the other characters seem fine. I don't know if I want to watch a show with just those guys. Like I think that one episode might be might be enough, but. 
uh, I'll check it out when Doom Patrol comes out and see. Maybe I'm wrong. It's an interesting episode, though. All right. And for the rest of us, Larry and Joe, who aren't here, check us out next week right here on allgames.com.